You see, Willie's singing was a miracle. And people aren't used to miracles. Once upon a time, I fell in love with magic. And once upon a time, I fell in love with movies. And one day, we fell in love with each other. From family movie nights to family vacations. We believe everyone needs a bit of magic in their life. So we decided to watch through the entire Disney animated canon. And mix in some other magical movies along the way, like Harry Potter, Pixar, and some other family favorites. Each episode, we'll talk about the movies in the order they came out and talk about what makes them so magical including how you can experience the movie's magic on your next vacation. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. I'm Krista. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the Magical Movie Marathon. Welcome back, friends. Okay, I have to know this. Whenever we publish this episode and you listen, I need you to come and comment and tell me because I truly want to know who has even heard of the movie that we are going to talk about today, because I will be real. I grew up on Disney. As if you listen to the premiere episode, you know I grew up on Disney movies and I grew up going to the parks. I am a Disney fanatic, but I'm not gonna lie to you that I didn't really know that this movie existed and we had to really hunt it down, didn't yeah, we? It's, yeah, it's a bit obscure and it's the only movie on the Disney animated canon list that was not available on Disney Plus. So we literally had to kick it old school, <laughs> get on Amazon, find this old DVD copy. That clearly came from a library. Clearly <laughs> came from a library. It had scratch marks all over it. Yeah, and it then, was special. When it came in, I was like, what is yeah, this? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're talking about Make Mine Music today, yep. which is probably one of the most obscure for sure. Entries in the Disney animated canon. For sure. But hey, it has the same initials as the show. Yeah. Make My Music, MMM, Magical Movie Marathon. Yeah, I, I there, you it. there you go. Yeah. Fun times. Hopefully we won't be like <laughs> as obscure as this movie and we're easier to find. Yeah. So if you're like us and you had never heard of this movie before, let's share a little bit of trivia about it and get a little more familiar let's with do. it. But you're in good company if you don't know <laughs> anything about For this sure. movie. You're going to know by the end of the episode. Yes. So Make My Music is the eighth film in the Disney animated canon, and it's the third of the package feature films, which we've talked about previously. In the segment Two Silhouettes, the ballet dancers that are featured were performed by David Lashina and Tatiana Ryabushinska, who were also the dance models for the alligators and hippos in Dance of the Hours That's for Fantasia. Such a fun fact. It is. Yeah. So they make a little guest appearance yeah. here in semi-human form. That so. semi-human form. It is drawn, but. Right. Yes. But they're not alligators or hippos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're human shapes. Yes. Here. So. And in the Casey at the Bat segment, turns out it has its own sequel, a short film called Casey Bats Again, where it's revealed that Casey has become a father to nine daughters. Oh, so, I'm going to need to find. Yeah, we that might need short. to hunt that one I'm down. I need to find that later on. Yeah. Also in the Casey at the Bat segment. So it's a for those who haven't seen this, it's a baseball themed themed short mm -hmm. but 
in it, the team that is primarily featured is called the Mudville Eight, but they're playing against a team from Burbank, which is where Walt Disney Studios mm-hmm. is headquartered. Mm-hmm. So a little nod to Disney itself yes. there. And then I don't know that this is the best trivia in the world for this movie, but it's the first Disney animated feature to not be nominated for or awarded any kind of Academy Award. <laughs> so, Yikes. yeah. Now, OK, if you want to get real technical, Fantasia was not nominated, but it did receive two honorary Academy Awards. Yeah. So that still counts. So, yeah, it does. Yeah. So this kind of has the uh, maybe not so distinguished mm-hmm. honor of <laughs> mm-hmm. not being considered for anything. For sure. <laughs> and now a history lesson. Let's get a little bit more familiar with Make Mind Music through its history Let's so we can kind of understand what exactly was going on with this movie. And why was this movie made? <laughs> and why was it made? So as we've alluded to in some previous episodes, Make Mind Music was made during World War II when mm-hmm. many of the Disney staff had been drafted into the military. And the studio was also just faced with limited resources. Sure. So the studio had a lot of unfinished story ideas just kind of lying around. They were just kind of floating out there. And yeah, and they got, you know, put together into these different package features. And as I already mentioned, this is the third of those features. And some of the sources that I read said that this movie was originally intended to be a second Fantasia feature. But given the fact that Fantasia had lost a lot of money for the studio, Uh it's thought by some that that's why they changed direction here, going with a more pop culture friendly tone. Okay. Yeah, they. I could see that, I guess. Yeah, they didn't. It is Fantasia-esque. It is. It's very Fantasia-esque, other than there's a lot more words. Right. You know, it's not... There's some dialogue here and there. Yeah, there's some dialogue here and there, so I I see that. But they didn't want it called Fantasia since that movie had not done so well at this point. Right. So on that note... The animation for the Blue Bayou sequence was originally created for Fantasia, but it was going to be set to completely different music at that point. All right. So that kind of, again, lends to the theory that this was going to be a Fantasia follow up originally. So the film premiered on April 20th, 1946 in New York City, making it the first Walt Disney animated feature released after the end of World War Two. Mm. And here's what was kind of surprising to me is it was actually relatively popular when it first came really? out. Yeah. Uh, but despite its relative popularity and its, you know, decent box office showing when it was released, it, it's one of the few movies from this classical era of Disney movies that's never been adapted to any other type of media or produced any kind of spinoff properties other than that Casey at the Bat. Casey at the Bat. Kind of semi-sequel. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Uh, One segment of the movie titled The Martins and the Coys is based loosely on the infamous Hatfield-McCoy feud from the 1800s. And it was criticized for its overuse of gun violence. And it's since been cut from VHS and DVD releases. In fact, 
I only discovered this after we had watched the right. movie. Because, I remember you coming and telling me about this. Yeah, the version we watched on DVD begins was, with Blue Bayou, uh, yeah. the second segment. Right. And and I thought that was kind of a weird place to start the movie. Yeah, but, I guess I could see that. I didn't really think anything of it because I didn't really have any expectations going yeah. in to make mine music. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Now, I did find this segment, The Martins and the Coys, on YouTube with Spanish subtitles. <laughs> but it's in English still. Okay. And... Uh, I will put a link to that in our show notes for anyone who does want to go watch it. This is actually probably part of why it's not on Disney Plus. We did have a conversation about this. Definitely don't let your kids watch this clip. Yeah, do not let your children watch this clip because here's here's the thing. Yes, there's a lot of gun violence in it. And again, a little parental warning if you want to skip ahead 30 seconds Uh real quick. But I think personally, the bigger issue with this segment is that it strongly hints at some domestic violence towards the end of the segment Mm -hmm. and presents that as comedic, which is a problem. It is a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. So, yeah. So I think that's part of why it's not on Disney Plus and why they had edited that segment out for the DVD. I mean, releases. I'm glad it was edited out because if that's what it started with, I would have been like, ah, ah, no, yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> because we're all watching these movies together as a family. Right. So there would have been a lot of yeah. questions. E- exactly. <laughs> so, but for those who are really curious about this bit of Disney history, you could go watch that segment on YouTube to see for yourself maybe why this movie's kind of been forgotten about. Yeah. Um, another segment, All the Cats Join In, has also been digitally edited to reduce some more problematic elements that raise some eyebrows, even when it was originally released. And We'll kind of mm-hmm. touch, we touch on, on that, that here in a, in, yeah, in we'll a touch little on bit that later. Yeah. And then, as of this recording that we are doing now, it's the only film, as I mentioned before, in the Disney anime canon, not available on Disney Plus, possibly because of these issues that we just talked about. But there actually is a petition on Change.org. Of course, there's a petition on Change.org <laughs> demanding for it to be added uh, to Disney Plus in its full uncut form, but with the same type of content warning message yeah. that yeah. other Disney movies have, which. There's We've a talked fair about that. There, that. that we're, yeah. we're glad that it's not just not on there anymore and you can't right. find it. We'd rather have the acknowledgement. The warning. Yeah. And mm-hmm. talk about that and still enjoy a lot of these classics that we grew up with. Then them all just be like, OK, well, it's not modern anymore. So, yeah, it needs to go away because some of these are just really amazing stories. It's just they were made in a different time. Right. So we will put a link for that change.org yeah. petition in the show notes just for anyone if who's you interested. If you want it, if you want to <laughs> sign the petition, there you go. Yeah. And then speaking of the, the YouTube link that I'm going to put in the show notes, you can also find a YouTube playlist with all of the segments of Make Mine Music. So if you want to basically watch the movie without digging for an old used DVD like From we the did, library. you... <laughs> technically can kind of do that on YouTube with that playlist. Yeah, um, it won't be connected well, in the same way, I it, guess. It, it is in order. Okay. It'll be fairly close, but with one big caveat. So it'll have the Martins and the Coys segment uh-huh. at the beginning. That's cut from the DVD we watch. Uh-huh. 
Um, but also be aware that the Peter and the Wolf segment of this YouTube playlist isn't narrated by the same guy as the original version. It's narrated instead by David Bowie for some reason. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. I, I, I don't see that fitting with yeah. that. But I'm intrigued. Sequence. I am intrigued, <laughs> but I, I don't see the connection there. Yeah. So. As we've kind of alluded to already, let's get into some personal history here because neither one of us had really ever heard nope. of this movie. But nope. were were there any segments of it at all that you were familiar with? No, not really at okay. all. Like, I think the only one that was like vaguely familiar to me was the Peter and the Wolf yeah. segment. I feel like I must have seen some clips or something of that somewhere. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this before where sometimes it's like if you ever watched any of those like old sing-alongs where they take certain clips from movies and just put music over them. Right. I could see some of the scenes from Peter and the Wolf being used in something like that. Maybe that's where I saw it. I don't know. Yeah. That's the only one that was vaguely familiar to me, but everything else like new to me, new stories, new content to me. Yeah, no, same thing here. I do remember watching the Peter and the Wolf segment as a standalone short when I was mm -hmm. a kid. Okay. Again, on some kind of Disney shorts collection <laughs> home okay. video yeah. that I'm pretty sure was playing at my school one day because they would play like Random little movies things. during lunchtime in the cafeteria. Oh, wow. It was a small school. They yeah. could get away with things like that. Yeah. So. We had silent lunches. It was not very fun. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure I remember watching Peter and the Wolf as a kid, but I didn't realize it was part of this larger collection mm -hmm. of shorts right. and these package features. Right. But that's it. Everything else yeah. was new. completely new. Okay, so... Before we get into our main movie discussion about this, how are you feeling about Make Mine Music in terms of where it ranks in the scheme of things? I mean, I love you, Disney, so much. This one is skippable <laughs> to me. There, you know, there were a couple of segments that I really, really liked. In yeah, it. there was some music that I enjoyed. Yeah, as a whole, the movie doesn't completely land. Just, it doesn't land. But, There's something about it that doesn't land. Yeah. It almost, it, to me, it almost felt like it was trying too hard. Now that you brought up the, like, Fantasia fact, I'm like, yeah. I can see that it was, like, trying real hard to, like, honestly kind of, like, make a comeback or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, reading the history, it made a lot of sense that line about they had all these unfinished ideas that I could just see them saying, like, well, together. we have these 10 half finished projects laying yeah. around. Let's just throw them slap together. some music in, uh -huh. throw them together, release it and just see what we can make at the box office. We yeah. might as well at this point. I could it, it does. <laughs> it does feel thrown together yeah. and to be fair like our family loves shorts like we love mm -hmm. like we love all the pixar shorts we love the shorts that you know would come up before some of the disney animated movies we love all that kind of stuff yeah. um like even our nine-year-old he loves getting on disney plus and watching all of the old shorts yeah from all like we love all the goofy ones like we love them all but these just nuts 
wasn't your fave. They just did not hit home <laughs> with me very well. Yeah. So anyway, if you're watching along, this one's interesting for it is, historical reasons. It is, but it's but it's just part connections. I only have two. Come back for those. <laughs> Lights. Camera. Action. action. Okay, so let's talk about Make Mine Music and what things we liked most in this movie. And as always, we're going to kick it off with you, Krista. What were some of your favorite things in this movie? So my favorite song that I felt like was really catchy and definitely was the really the one that stuck with me in my head the most was All the Cats Join In. Yeah. I thought that was a really fun song. My favorite scene, though, was the Casey at the bat. I thought that one was really just had some really fun moments that made me laugh. I just liked the story in it. And then my favorite character in this one was definitely Willie the Whale. Willie the Whale. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Kai? How about you? Uh, my favorite is Casey on the bat. Casey, Casey at the, the bat. bat. Why, is, mm-hmm. why was that one your favorite? Because I'm actually kind of interested in baseball. You do like yeah. to You like go. sports? Yeah. Right, and the only reason why I would go to a baseball game is the dot race. <laughs> no, yeah. That is actually yeah, No accurate. other thing. Like, sometimes I feel like I need to fall asleep because, like, I only like watching people b- bat. You do like to yeah. watch people yeah. bat. But it's just, it, baseball's a little slower pace for you. You yeah. like things, sports with more action yeah. in them. But you do go to baseball games for yeah. the dot race and the snacks. Yeah, and all the shirt shooting, and I need one of them. Oh, yeah, when they <laughs> shoot the shirts yeah. into the audience. And that yeah. was the foam number one, number one, okay. So that okay. is why you go to... <laughs> yeah. Baseball. I mean, it makes sense you would like the scene with a sport featured. Yeah, it does. For sure. And then I most liked, well, there were a couple of things I actually really liked Mm -hmm. in this movie that caught me uh, by surprise in a good way. I loved the artistry in Two Silhouettes. Oh, okay. so the yeah, yeah the ballet number. Uh-huh. I yeah, I really liked the way that scene played out on the screen. I just thought it was really pretty to watch. Uh, but I also really loved the segment. All the cats join in. Like that was you such said. a fun one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I love the way that the pencil was drawing everything. I did love that a it lot. Kind of reminded me of the Rhapsody in Blue segment uh-huh. in Fantasia 2000. Yeah, remember could, how the lines get yeah, drawn at the beginning and very jazzy, very yep. upbeat. I yeah, see that. And then I also really liked the Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet segment. Um, I thought it was just kind of a cute story. And mm-hmm. it reminded me a little bit of, do you remember that Pixar short came out a it's few years favorite. ago with the yes, blue umbrella? I know exactly what you're talking about because yes. lo- everybody forgets about that Pixar short. I love it. It's honestly one of my favorites. Yeah, it, re- it gave it, me those kind of it vibes. It definitely did for me too, <laughs> yeah. Okay, now... This movie is probably one of the most least seen, I guess, is probably how we would put it. I had Um, honestly never heard of it. Yeah, I I think a lot of people would probably say the same thing. So the question then is what maybe surprised us about this movie or were there any reasons maybe we could see people don't watch this movie as much? Yeah, I mean, it just it's not really like a typical there's no like classic Disney characters in it, whereas like some of the previous movies we've watched, like Saludos Amigos and things like that, 
you know, you still see, like, Goofy and Donald. Like, you still have those connections, and Mm -hmm. there's none of that in this. And so I think that's probably what surprised me the most was there was not really any, like, classic connections back to Disney. Right. So I think that was most surprising to me. I was also surprised that we'll talk about this in the park connection section. There are a couple of park connections in here. I know. Yeah. Uh, it kind of shocked me because, again, I had not even heard of this movie. So, yeah. OK, Kai, how about you? Was there anything that maybe you found surprising about this movie or maybe you didn't like as much about it in particular? Definitely how short it is. How short it is. OK. It's like only like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, it was it was pretty short, but there was something else that you told us earlier or when we watched it that you found surprising you didn't like about the uh, end. Don't spoil it, but you can just say you didn't like how how it ended. Yeah, it's super sad. Yeah, it It surprised me, too. And I would say that was what I didn't like is it was going one direction. And I thought, oh, this is so cute. And then it ended another way. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I would be on board with that, too. That's what surprised me about this movie is it does have a sad ending mm-hmm. for the last segment, mm-hmm. which it does could... not end on a high note. No, it does not. And so that could throw some people off. And then, you know, something else that this is a little bit more for the parents. But, you know, Chris and I both talked about how much we really love the segment. All the cats join in. But there is some problematic imagery a couple of times just in that segment. Yeah. So just something to kind of be on the lookout for. Yeah. That might take you aback a little. Okay, anything else maybe that we noticed, though? You noticed something in particular you called out during while we were watching the movie about Willie the Whale. You see his picture in Biggie's Film Our Magic. Yes, you do. The clown Willie. Whale. Yeah, you do. So that was something that you noticed that I didn't catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I remember like doing it the first second first time with me with my grandmother and grandfather and like i asked dad and i was like who's that bill clown <laughs> and they said and then dad said i don't know yeah all right so let's go ahead then and get into some of our questions for this movie so speaking of johnny fedora and alice bluebonnet in that segment we meet two hats who fall in love so Here's the question. We're going to do something kind of like we did in Bambi. Do you remember how we picked animals for each other? Okay, we're going to do something similar to that with this segment. We're going to pick what hat (laughs) the members of our family would be. So mom's going to tell you and me what hats we would be, and then we're going to do that for each other. So, Krista. Okay. For Jonathan... The hat that I chose was a bucket hat. <laughs> a bucket hat? Yes. I mean, those are coming back, you know, from the 90s days. Okay. Um, Why? <laughs> I don't really know. That's just the first one that popped into my head. And I just see a bucket hat as kind of like moody, you know, like it's like a vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's like what old men wear. <laughs> Precisely. Hey. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I could just, I could see you in our our golden years wearing bucket hats and and things. So that was for you. Fair enough. For Kai, for Kai, 
I had a hard time deciding. I said baseball hat because you're really active, but then I also thought about cowboy hat because you love the rodeo and you love like the outdoors and all the things. And so I would also see you wearing a cowboy hat. That's, Those are my picks. That's fair. Okay, yeah. Kai, on to you. What hat would you pick what hat would for you mom give? to be? For mom. For mom, yeah. I would get mini ears. Boom. You know me. You know me. Yeah. It's totally <laughs> mini ears, 100%. That was a perfect yeah. answer. And then what about me? Um, a football helmet. A football <laughs> helmet? So dad trips, he won't hurt his head. Oh, well, that's considerate, I suppose. Yeah, he won't hurt himself. There you go. Okay, fair Sorry, enough. my father's clumsy. A little bit. So, Kai, I promise, I, like, I didn't hear you practice these answers with mom, but I also picked many ears for mom. Yes! <laughs> Even though it's not technically a hat, that it, is it, me. It's headwear. It, it is. Counts. Yeah. It is. And then for you, I picked that your personality, your vibe is like a safari hat. Yes. You yes! animals so much you love being outdoors so that was that was what i picked where do you want to work one day disney world but where what park specifically Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Oh, oh and so yeah, that's okay. not on Roy Cosmic Rewind. So well, that's not at Hollywood Studios. Cosmic oh, Rewind oh, is Epcot, actually. There you go. <laughs> yep, because I'm gonna work at the Japan Pavilion. Oh, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go on to our second question for this movie. So, in the last segment of the movie, we meet Willie the Operatic Whale. Okay, and Just like the title says, he's a whale who can sing opera. So this is also going to be a similar question to what we did back in Fantasia when we talked about teaching animals how to dance. So here the question is, if you could pick an animal to sing, what animal would you pick and what style of music? I kept with the aquatic theme because Willie is a whale, but I didn't pick a whale. I picked my favorite sea animal, which is a dolphin. And so I would choose teaching a dolphin reggae music. Which reggae? reggae? (laughs) Like Bob Marley. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know who that is. You know who Bob Marley is. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's a good pick. I like that. That's creative. Kai, how about you? What animal? I know. Of a course. rhino, of course. Rock and roll. A rhino doing rock and roll. Rock and roll rhino. <laughs> I like that idea. Yep. And then I would go with panda bear. Of course. Because it's my favorite animal. Mm-hmm. And I would want that panda bear to sing hip hop. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I feel that happening. You do? Panda bears are like real like slow creatures, though. Do you think they'd have the speed and the stamina? That's what's surprising about it. Okay. That's right. that's what makes it fun. Okay. Is this picture okay. of a panda up on stage with his microphone uh-huh. doing doing, yeah. doing okay. hip hop. Yeah, All right. I thought, so yeah, I was about to think you were going to choose um love song because love songs are slow. A panda very slow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could see that, that but I'm choosing yeah. hip hop. All right, so. sounds good. good. Let's go to the parks. So Park Connections time for Make My Music. I think you kind of hinted at this earlier. 
but I think we were kind of pleasantly surprised that there were any park yeah, connections. Yeah, I thought this was going to be an empty segment, if I'm honest. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> but I actually do have two, and they are like two of our favorites, and they have to do with food. So if you are one of those that you're like here for the snacks and you're here for all the Disney food, then... I got your back with this park connection today. So there are, like I said, only two, but one of them will start at Walt Disney World. Uh, we eat here every single trip, I think. I don't think there's been a trip where we no, have there, not. there hasn't been. So there is yeah. a quick service restaurant, and let me just go ahead and define what this means quick service is think of it like fast food it is not something you have to have a reservation for some you can mobile order for some you just walk up for so that's quick service table service means you have to have a reservation in order to eat there so there's your your helpful pro tip of the day that's a little extra freebie for you so there is a quick service restaurant at Walt Disney World called Casey's Corner, and it is baseball themed. They serve hot dogs as they should if it's baseball themed. Yeah. They are delicious hot dogs, by the way, and True they're story. huge. Like we usually split one. Got your hot dogs, fries, corn nuggets, like all the fried goodness, really. Like chili. Chili. Like Waltz let's, chili. <laughs> Waltz chili. Yeah. So it's super yummy. We love this one. Um, and it's right on the corner of Main Street. And so it's also super fun. Sometimes they have a piano player out there. You can also like sit out in the umbrellas if you're there at a certain time of day. And you might be able to like sit and enjoy your meal outside under one of the umbrella tables while like one of the castle shows is going on and you can see it from where you're sitting. It's great. Also, a lot of the Disney ducks come by and say hi. That's true. They do like to wander they like around to wander and wait for and wait for fries to be a dropped. Hot dog bun to fall <laughs> fries. Yeah. They... So the Disney ducks really are partial to this area, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. But it's super fun. And so yes, very like Casey at the Bat themed, um, so to speak. Yeah. So it's a really great one to to stop in and visit for sure um, at Walt Disney World. Moving over to the opposite coast at Disneyland Resort in California, there is a Blue Bayou restaurant, and it is so wonderful. This is a table service meal, so. It is one you do have to make a reservation for beforehand, and it is so worth it. It's a smaller restaurant, but it's it's Cajun food. Yeah. You've got gumbo, which is delicious. We had that on our last trip, and you know there's Monte Cristos and just all kinds of delicious food. If you like Cajun food, you'll really enjoy this restaurant. Even better is the setting of this restaurant. Would you yeah. agree? Like, really, the ambiance, like, the food is fantastic. Do not get me wrong. But the setting of the restaurant is super cool because you're actually, like, it really does feel like you are in the bayou and you're actually watching, like, 
part of the pirate's ride go by. It's not loud. It's not noisy. Like it's like, don't think like people are going to be like in the boat riding by and like disturbing your meal. It's really actually a quiet restaurant, I would say. Yeah. Like it's darker. It's, it's kind of, honestly, I think it's a great one to take a break with the kids because it's cool and it's dark in there. It's good food. And then it's just a cool ambiance. It's like you're there at night. So you hear the crickets and you hear kind of like the swell of the water a little bit. Like it's just really cool. And it, you know, you see it when you're on the pirate's ride, like you go by, but like you're far enough away where again, it's not noisy or anything, but it's just a cool environment. I would say little tip too, if you can get it with the phantasmic dining package, you get some preferred seating. So there you go. Got to talk about phantasmic. I have to put it in there. (laughs) So got to find some way to fit it in. My little, another little plug for my favorite (laughs) show. Um, But it is great. So those are the two part connections. And when I was watching Blue Bayou, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like we had just eaten there a couple of months ago. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, like it really does look like the restaurant that we just ate in. Yeah, we didn't. And we had no idea that it was a reference to this movie. No whatsoever. I mean, I didn't know Casey at the Bat. You know, I didn't know that Casey's Corner was a reference to Casey at the Bat either. Right. So when we were watching this, that was kind of fun for me to be like, oh. Oh, that's where those came from. Yeah. And there are a couple of other little kind of minor park mm-hmm. connections as Very well. Minor. Yeah. So if you happen to find yourself ever at Disneyland Paris and you do their version of storybook land canal boats, apparently there is a Peter and the Wolf section mm-hmm. of that ride, which makes sense because it's a European Correct. story. Yeah. So of course they would fit it in. Uh, into their version um and then i did find out that now we've never done it we've never done the boardwalk games at disney california adventure but apparently there is a casey at the bat game if you do the boardwalk games over there so we have not we're too busy going to like credit coaster and things yeah we have other priorities frankly you know there's that we're we're there for other reasons but if that's your thing Go, yeah. go for it. But yeah, Blue Bayou and Casey's Corner are the main main ones. Yeah. And then there's also the poster of Willie the Whale, which Kai, you can be on the lookout. Yes, for. you heard you heard from Kai. Um, yes. The Willie the Whale reference. <laughs> and knowing our child, like we kind of sat there like, what is he talking about for a minute? And then I was like, yeah, OK, like if you know our kid. Only he would be able to remember that minute detail right. while waiting for <laughs> Mickey's Philharmagic. Time for a dad tip. This dad tip is about shoes. Look, I know you want to be aware of how much space you have in your luggage, but one area not to short yourself on is shoes. I recommend taking a pair of sandals you can wear in the evenings slash in the airport, depending on the weather, of course. And then take two pairs of tennis shoes you can swap out. If you're concerned about how much room this will take up, remember, you can always pack stuff inside your shoes. I like to pack my socks inside them because it just makes sense. Unless you have goofy size feet, you should be fine. Before you go, we want to let you know about an easy, easy way to support the show. If you ever buy Disney merch at Shop Disney, and let's face it, 
if you're listening to this, you probably do, mm-hmm. <laughs> then consider using our affiliate link that we have in the show notes. All you have to do is click it to go to Shop Disney where you're going to go anyway, and then just buy whatever you were planning on buying. Like, it's done. S- super easy. We done. don't get a lot yeah. out of it, but it's a good it's way something. to support the show. Yeah. That is it for Make Mine Music. But if you're watching along with us, the next episode, we're going to have some fancy free fun when we discuss fun and fancy free. See you once upon another time. Magical Movie Marathon is a production of Wardrobe Media in partnership with Spoonful of Jordan. It is produced, edited, and hosted by Krista and Jonathan Jordan. Krista is an authorized travel agent for Share the Magic Travel, LLC. You can contact her through the link in our show notes or by visiting spoonfuloofjordan.com travel. Jonathan is married to her. Magical Movie Marathon Podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or endorsed by the Walt Disney Corporation or its subsidiaries nor NBC Universal or its subsidiaries nor Warner Brothers or its subsidiaries. The views expressed are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the aforementioned corporations or their subsidiaries. Any mention of Disney, NBC Universal, or Warner Brothers properties, intellectual and otherwise, is strictly for informational and educational purposes only.